Hello, this is the the Truman Show podcast analysis with myself, Rachel, Dana, Becca, and Maya. So who wants to start with their observations? Okay, Maya pointed at me, so I will start. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the theme of the movie. It, I just think it's interesting how it's so philosophical, yet so whimsical and fun at the same time. And the fact that we know, like, Truman's life is fake. You know, it's not, maybe not to him, but it is, like, we know that it's fake, which we'll get more into that later. But we still find the world he lives in to be, like, this fun place. And, like, it's, like, bright colors and just really, um, like, everything works out for him. And it's such a nice place. And we know it's wrong, but, like, there's something in us that likes it. We like that his life is so peaceful and that he's okay with that. You know, like we're maybe not okay with what the directors are doing, but we're like, well, he's not being harmed. So like, where's the harm? Where's the foul? Well, that's where the question of what is harm comes in. That's Mm -hmm. where the ethical question comes in. Is this okay? Because he's being protected, but he lacks a sort of free will. Right. Even if you're in a cage where you can make choices, you're still in a cage. Mm-hmm. But because you can make choices, does that cage actually affect you? Mm-hmm. And I think having Christoph as the air quotes villain was part of what made it what made the movie succeed because he isn't like an evil villain where he's mm-hmm. like, oh he murders people. He's definitely bad. He's mm-hmm. a gray character because you can understand where he's coming from, but you still think he's wrong. Mm-hmm. But that type of villain is much more intriguing, especially in this philosophical sense. Same with like the characters that are around him. They're not necessarily doing anything wrong. They're just trying to put on a good show, but it's like they don't see how it affects truth. I feel like the out of all the people with that are working on the show, Kristoff is the most like the darkest of the gray characters because especially when he says the line when they were talking about you can't let him die on national on like international television, mm-hmm. he says well, he was born on it. That is like, yeah. I wrote that down in all caps and quotation marks. That is like, that's, that's like sick and twisted. Mm-hmm. That's, that you can let, I feel like he's watched him all his life. So it's so like violent to be okay with watching him die. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like being a parent, but even more involved than a parent. How are you, who's basically the creator of his life, going to be okay with that? His death. It's really strange to think about, and they kind of, there's one scene where he's talking, like, from the sky to Truman. From the sun. From the (laughs) the sun. Sun and the moon. The sun. That picture was just, like, that's very profound, and it was, like, really deep, because it's from the sky, and having him, like, compared to God. Yeah. And so people actually think of God that way, and that was just, like, mind-blowing. I actually didn't realize that until I just said it just now, but that's fine. (laughs) The the whole, like, comparison of Kristoff creating life in a town and like specifically detailing it even with free will is so interesting when you look at it as a comparison to god which it most definitely is oh, yeah. from like the way his voice boomed down mm-hmm. from there saying truman i was like oh my god they're comparing him to god yeah, he's that if, if i was truman i'd be like god yeah. yeah i feel like that's, I thought what he was going to. I thought that's where i was going so. yeah he probably thought that at least but because yeah. i did like I don't know, this may, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but Christoph wears glasses and there's the whole like cliche, if you wear glasses, you can see and all that perspective bit, but he doesn't really see Truman until he takes his glasses off at the very end. 
and then he can kind of see Truman as like a person as he really is instead of with his glasses on where he's like Truman is this this and this and that was just kind of oh my god which I feel like Kristoff cares about Truman because when he I think it's when he's like walking uh, through or cares about let me put that in there no, I don't think he cares about Truman I think he cares about the thing that mm-hmm. he's made and oh, Truman yeah. is an is, integral piece of Right, because there is the part where he, like, strokes Truman on the screen or whatever, which I thought was kind of weird. But I was like, why is he doing that? Is it, you know, is he showing care? Is he, like, remorseful and just, like, he's leaving and he doesn't want him to leave? Like, what was the purpose of that? Because, like, the director probably put it in there for a reason, um, even though it was such a minor detail. Like, what was the purpose? I feel like it makes you feel like Kristoff might actually have some human emotion in him mm-hmm. and care about Truman, but at the end of the day, like he doesn't. He just does not. He yeah. he sees Truman as a thing that can be had and a thing mm-hmm. that can produce profit for him. And if you view someone as a thing, you mm-hmm. do not truly care about them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a few minutes before he was saying like, "Let him die on TV," mm-hmm. and then he's like stroking him on the head. So like, does he truly care about him? That is a question. Like we know he cares about the show. He cares about the profit he's making from the show but does he care about truman as a whole other can of worms so and if he cared about truman like and he would also wouldn't like manipulate him into trying to keep him in his world because he's like oh if you stay here you're not gonna be hurt or anything well how do you think he felt when the person that he thinks is his wife left him like the that like obviously can happen in the real world and like <laughs> he did not he like her. her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But when his dad leaves, that was totally yeah. That I should have used that example instead because I feel like that was actually like that was actually a sad thing. That is actually part of what I want to talk about. So my big thing with the beginning of this movie that was coloration. You would think the beginning of the movie you figure out something's wrong when you see like the weird angles and the how do you say the word vignette? Vignette is that how you say it? Look at me like that. <laughs> The, like, the black around the screen and then, like, the strange angles. You'd think that's what would be to tip you off that this is, there's something wrong. But that wasn't even it. It was the coloration and the faux feeling and, like, the staged feeling of Truman's world. Mm-hmm. Like, the, just the oversaturation and, like, no city looks like that. Mm-hmm. That city looks so, like, it was, like, pre-built and, like, mm-hmm. on a little model and then transplanted there. Like, mm-hmm. real built, like, real cities have, like, imperfections where that one is like so perfect and like his movements can be so easily like done within the thing and it's just Mm -hmm. it's all it's such a good set in production design Mm -hmm. to like have that feeling of like it's it feels very bright and cheery and I feel like that goes back into like the brightness of the show goes back into the they want a good feel like a good uh feel good show that's the word I'm like Mm -hmm. feel good show for their audiences i don't know and i just feel like also with um like him having no problems that adds like the feel good of it Mm -hmm. and that's why people like it is because they can put in that brightness and take away all those problems so that it's like this perfect world that has like no rain no nothing that we talked about always perfect weather (laughs) that people want so much I don't know this Rachel talked about a specific scene reminded me of like I think it's my favorite scene in the entire movie but it's when 
Marlon is talking to Truman and he's getting fed his lines. Oh my god, that one hurt. That, and that there did just, hurt. There's so many good things about that scene. I feel like I was being stabbed in the heart. That's, I know. That's terrible. What was ironic was because it felt so genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a good writing for it because it felt genuine. Like, that's something that someone would actually say. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was getting fed through the lines hurt. And Truman not knowing that hurt as well. But you could see them being able to see the people feeding the lines, being able to see Marlon reacting. Mm-hmm. was a huge moment and I was really listening to music at that point because that music had if it was any other movie it could have been like really light and happy and like oh this is a feel-good moment friendship bonding but the music wasn't it was kind of dark and foreboding and you could it kind of felt like something was wrong even though that scene could have been like in any other movie it would have been a perfect scene it would have been heartwarming but with this, it's just such a clear reaction of his best friend is fake and he has no friends. I feel like Marlon plays, like, Marlon, the character in both sides of, like, within Truman's world and outside of it, he plays such a good role in the fact that he feels, like, in the way that he leads Truman to what the director wants and, like, tells him these things but it still feels so it feels so genuine but at the same time so fake and it's like how can you make what you're saying feel so genuine and so fake at the same time like it makes me want to trust you but also it makes me think you're the worst person in the world how is that possible i just i think his acting like the direction with the character of marlon was so good I don't know, especially like the vending machine part where he's like, "Well, I have to do my job." Mm-hmm. Like, and then that scene where he's up on the bridge, and then you see, mm-hmm. was it bridge? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. And then you see the transition into like him being fed the lines. Oh my god, it mm-hmm. hurts to think about like someone who feels so genuine, like that, being mm-hmm. like <clears throat> not even. I don't know. Yeah, being so fake. I suppose the. Um... The line, Marlon being fed his lines kind of leads into my point, which is the aftermath of all this. He's escaped, but, like, after so much of, like, how your world has just been fake your entire life, how can you go out and trust anything anymore? Like, any new friends you um, you make, you would question, are they being fed headlines too? Is this just another plot hole or a plot line in my life? Is my whole escape actually fake? This is just another set? It's just like, he would question everything like after that. I don't think there's any way he could truly be happy. There's no way he, he can have peace anymore. I feel like the only thing that might stop him from questioning, like the only thing he wouldn't question would be uh, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Because he found the genuineness within her from the beginning. She was genuine with him from the beginning. And if he remembers her trying to tell him that, then he'll know that she was trying to help him. Mm-hmm. And that in the fact that if she was trying to help him then, then she's if she's gonna tell him that he's in a show, why would she also be within the show another show? So I feel like he's the only person she she's the only person he will be ever be able to trust. And mm-hmm. that he would only ever be able to find like um solace within her. But then everything else he will never be able to live he will never ever have a normal life ever like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because he is just so incredibly famous now but it does not matter he will never be able to have a normal life
Imagine finding out that you have memorabilia, like the Truman pillow, and your, all your faces everywhere. <laughs> oh, my that God. That so would scare me. <laughs> Not to mention people have watched you your entire life. Yeah, like yeah. everyone knows every intimate detail People have you. seen you. People have seen you do things that you are thinking nobody's seen you do. Mm-hmm. People have seen you shower, brush mm. your teeth, eat your breakfast, Talking eat your weird your... little food things, <sighs> talking to your best friend about your most infamous intimate life details like yeah that's terrifying mm-hmm. very terrifying so that brings up the ethical question of it all which yep. is plain and simply which side of the ethical question are you on like do you think that it's do you think that it would be a good life to be protected like that and be in that world or do you think that it's just completely unethical and that no matter what you kind of life is with inside of that it's bad it's not right i feel like i'm gonna say no especially because it wasn't truman's decision like truman didn't say oh like i want to be in this world and be have this have all of this done like to me or for me like he didn't get to choose that so like it was all chosen for him and so like that's why i i say no is like even though it was perfect like Truman didn't say, oh, I want to live in this perfect world. He was like, you know, he was forced into it. And so that's why, like, he should have been able to choose. But, and now that he's in, like, the real world and he does have to make decisions, it's going to be that much harder. Well, maybe not that much harder because he was still making decisions. But, like, it'll, like, it won't all be orchestrated to be perfect. I think half of his decisions were influenced subconsciously or not anyway. So, yeah, they were all, like, even he the ads, like yeah. Yeah. he didn't make any choices. No. Like even you can say he made choices, but he did not. Mm-hmm. They were all forced upon him in one way or another. Right. Maybe it's because they only had this one brand of coffee, so he had to drink this one brand of coffee. Mm-hmm. Like it could be just that he didn't have the option of other things, therefore he made the option in between a few things. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have all the choices, you're still like choosing for him. It's the illusion of choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that no one really, maybe a few people would say that allowing him to live in that world be, would be ethically okay, but it kind of isn't. And that's why, like, that's a whole argument with God and free will. And that's why people, a lot of people have that struggle. But ultimately, he gave us free will. And that's from a religious standpoint, you, Truman, has to have free will to really not to be human i mean but kind of in a way because the only way that free will is an essential piece of humanity if you don't have free will you are not experiencing like a human life in a sense like um but also did you have anything you want to add to that maya okay then what about uh, like in our daily lives in like this concept of social media because mm-hmm. I had something for this. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to figure out what exactly this time. While she's doing that side note, Sylvia's photo where he, like, makes it <laughs> through all the random people. A, I could never do that. And B, it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was, like, so sad to me because it's, like, yeah, it was really sad. Mm-hmm. Clinging onto a memory. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool that it looks like her, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Also, the movie provides a far too early for its time criticism of the media 
in which we watch others' lives so much that our lives begin to rely on the ability to watch uh, to watch theirs. We forsake living our own lives, instead choosing to live vicariously only. Like, oh, think about social media. You go through social media hours a day looking at snippets of other people's lives. That isn't even their true lives. It's mm-hmm. like this highlight reel of their lives, of the good things that you want you to see. And, like, we watch so many and look at so many things of other people's lives that we leave no time for ourselves to live our own lives. And I feel like the reactions to Truman and, like, to the Truman Show, especially with the guy who's, like, the guys who, like, moved on right afterwards. And, like, even if you are, like, building up so much of yourself on social media as well, like, there are always, like, you're not, it doesn't do anything. Like, I don't know. Do you think, I don't know, I read this in a webtoon, and I just think it's phrased so eloquently. But the main character she's thinking about her life and she says I wasn't the pro- the protagonist in my own life and that's I don't know it feels really deep but like if we're always watching social media we're always doing this we're missing out on our lives and we're not the protagonist of our own lives and that's the point the Truman Show is making before it's time and I think that that was really profound if you're gonna be so obsessed with something that you're like sleeping on your couch holding a pillow about it or like living in your bathtub to watch it or like work at a place that's all about it and you only the only thing you care about is the next like update or next thing that happens like what are you living for Mm -hmm. what are you who are you living for it's obviously not yourself you're not doing things for yourself yeah at that point they were just living for truman and i feel like we do that too is like we live like for what we see on social media or we live to be on social media like oh i'm gonna do this so i can get these nice pictures so people can see it on social media and like that's very toxic anyway we have two minutes left so i think we should give our final ratings so rebecca yeah rebecca go first because i know your score yes we want to talk about fight rebecca mr morgan okay here's the thing at the time seven was i would watch it again but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Below that was, like, that was a 7. And I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again, which is why I put it at a 6.8. But also keep in mind, I'm not in a good mood. Or I wasn't in a good mood when I rated it, so it's automatically lower than I probably should be. That's why I gave it a 6.8, because it's a fantastic movie. It ends well. It begins well. They're very interesting. It's creative. There's loopholes. But you gave Hook like a 10. Yeah. I love Hook, and I did not give it a 10. I gave it an 8. That's so closer than the Truman Show. Yes, I love Hook, no. but I can understand that it's worse than the Truman Show. Yes, but if but you're rating it, you're on. We not... have one minute. Oh, <laughs> Whatever, we're going over. I don't care. It's based on how much I liked the movie. That's my rating. And I didn't love it as much as I liked it. You're wrong. It. Okay. I know. I know I'm wrong. Okay, so we'll talk about this later. Well, <laughs> anyway. My rating is a 9. I just think that there are, there are only two major issues that I have, which are the people looking for and trying to get Truman back mm-hmm. with Kristoff and then the group of people. And I feel like that's the only major like plot issue, I guess, that would be. But other than that, I think it's really great and it's a really, it's a really thorough like mm-hmm. philosophical critique. I don't know. I just think it's really a beautiful movie. It's not what I expected at all. I was floored from the beginning to the end, and I looked forward to watching it. 
I gave it a nine for one reason, and that is because I don't like Meryl. She annoys me. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, much. Maya. <laughs> uh, I gave it a nine as well. Um, I think the movie was very clever and just brilliant. And that's after, like, a second watch, too, so mm-hmm. it's definitely worth the rewatch. Students at this time, uh, class is ended and stop. school is dismissed. What? Did you say quick stop? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's all for our rating. So Becca had a 6.8, Dana and I had a 9, and Maya also had a 9. So if, if we, we don't see you again, again good, good afternoon, afternoon, good evening, and, and good, good night. night.